0: I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime co-host, and as he hates for me to call him, my barbecue pit master, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What's up,
2: my man? We're back.
0: It has been far too long for us to have an episode where we start talking a little bit more about barbecue, but I know hopefully all of our listeners have been spending most of their summer, like we
2: have, uh, making some good barbecue and enjoying it barbecue and stuff and messing around with new stuff and yeah man um you know we're right back Uh, you know even though it seems like it's been forever (laughs) this is pretty much where we start the uh, new season right before the first football game uh and uh yeah we've been having some fun making some cool barbecue and uh the, the the most recent one we did is the going to be the topic of this particular episode but I want to take a second to thank all of our fans uh through your support we have been able to get some cool new equipment um you know especially for make making our uh, making our cutting boards and so much easier um wow thank you guys so much cuz not, nothing was more appreciated than building the last couple of uh uh barbecue and tech um butcher blocks which uh thank you um folks for ordering them and we've, we've since built and shipped out a, quite a few so if anybody's interested these the bar the butcher blocks are so big we we're making these to order so if you're interested in getting one of our barbecue and tech butcher blocks find us and hit us up on however you want twitter on our discord um, whatever, 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 uh, Instagram, however you want to, f- uh, find us and hit us up. Um, I will communicate with you. Um, and then, uh, we will build you out. One takes us a couple weeks, uh, to build them, but, uh, they're custom made handmade. Um, and they, you know, the, the ones we've built so far have been absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, sometimes when you finish, you like I really should keep this for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's one in progress right now that I'm sure that right now you're like, eh, do I really yeah. want to sell this
2: one? It's looking really good. Well, we've got a prototype one that we're working on. So that is looking really, really good. So, um, as you know, so it, these things, uh, are made a lot easier, uh, with your guys, uh, support. And, uh, so we really, I just wanted to absolutely take a second to uh, thank everyone um, for, for for that. Now, another thing that I wanted to uh, uh, say is, um, you know, you guys have been supporting us. You, you, you know, we have our patrons. If you want to become a patron, by all means, head on over to patreon.com forward slash barbecue at tech. Um, we appreciate everyone that's on there and, um, and helping us out. You guys have purchased this, our Amazon's uh, suggestions. And we are working on something that I think is really, really cool and we could uh definitely uh get your help with. So one of the places that we go to uh where Pitmaster Tyler, who was a great guest um a couple of seasons back, um he used to work, he's since left and uh, moved on to some other things. But uh Mason Dixon Barbecue Services has uh, we're working on trying to get a little sponsorship from them, which would be really, really cool. Um, so what they want to see is some engagement, uh, between you guys and them. So this is where we get a lot of our rubs, especially like our AP, the Killer Hogs AP. We always go here and load up, um, some of the latest, um, barbecue equipment we've gotten from these guys. Um, and what they're offering to do is let us uh, take units home, uh, different types of smokers and, uh, do some test barbecues with them. So this will let you guys know, um, you know, how different things cook on different types of smokers and it'll broaden out what we can test a lot easier. It's hard to go spend $2,000 on a smoker and then be like, yeah, we want to return this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, they've got smokers that they will let us use. And we want to create a partnership with them. So, um, all we're asking you guys to do is that if you the next time you go buy a rub or uh some type of seasoning for your barbecue or maybe a, uh some equipment, uh head over to Bar uh Mason Dixon Barbecue. Um, it's it's M D. I already I already actually have it in the show as well. Services dot com. And then leave. They don't really have like an affiliate thing set up yet, but what. Just leave a comment saying, "Hey, our friends at Barbecue and Tech sent us here," um, and yeah, any anything. You don't have to buy the store, but you know if you buy a couple seasonings, they got great rubs, um, that we use all the time. My kitchen is full of the rubs, uh, from them. Uh, so yeah, just leave a comment saying that uh, we sent you. And uh, through that, uh, we're going to start working on building up a nice partnership with these guys and to be able to uh, – that'll give us access to, to, to some more equipment that we can test, more technology we can test, uh, and more rubs and seasonings we can test and let you guys know what we think of them. So re- really appreciate you guys' help on that.
0: And I did – for everybody, I did put a link to it in the show notes. So if you look at our show notes or if you head over to the Barbecue Tech website – and click on the show episode and we'll have it in all this season. We'll make sure we include a link to the Mason Dixon barbecue site. So um, we always do picks on seasoning. So yeah, if you can help support them, they'll help support us because I would love to review some of their smokers. I want to find out if Chris went to hole in on the stumps and he could have saved a little money and got something equivalent.
2: I, I didn't. I Well, they have uh, a nice uh, gravity smoker that they have, but they have, More importantly, they have some offset smokers that are that have piqued my interest. So it'd be a lot easier getting one from them than driving all the way down to Georgia and getting another stumps uh, offset. So uh, who knows where that goes? And then they have some uh, some some other cabinet smokers. They definitely have some whole hog smokers. So, they, you know, just uh, the opportunity there is massive. So I really, really would like to develop a partnership with these guys. And so, um, you know, any and, 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 and if you guys can help us out with that, um, we would have really appreciate it. So yep, there absolutely. you go. All right. So All right. Rod and I have been Be busy and uh, we uh, this this one came from Rod. He wanted to get into doing some meatballs. And I was like, obviously, you know, we have two, we took two different approaches to how we did this. But in the end, we wanted to figure out how we could do some really delicious smoked meatballs. So we're going to much like we've done with our other episodes and our other experiments um, where we've we make this a journey where we kind of think it through. Then we execute. Then we adjust and pivot. And then we uh, go again and much. This is how we've perfected our version of brisket. This is how we perfected our ribs and all the other things that we like to smoke um, a- as well. So this this will be no different. Now, as far as this episode is concerned, we've done probably the beginning parts already. So we've already had our first smoke and our first cook. And so we're picking up right there. So we're going to let you guys know how this went. And so we'll start at the beginning, uh, because, uh, we, the first thing we wanted to do is do some research as to what people are doing to make their meatballs in the first place. Cause that then lets informs us about the texture, what we're looking for. Um, what, uh, you know, type of seasonings and all that stuff so rod did extensive research on this so i'll let him start out with <laughs> with what he was researching what he was and then what he ended up trying to go for so go ahead man tell him tell these yeah uh, so folks I'll, what I'll, you take did. This, I'll take
0: this i'll take your story a little, back a little bit further even so um my wife made a com- I mean i like to cook I, I i for me i find it relaxing so um she made a comment uh, some point in time in the summer where the, if you have kids, you kind of know that kids like repetition. So they like to see, they like to eat. Oh, can you make this thing again? Can you make this thing you made again? Can you make? And after a while, as an adult, you're like, for the love of, I don't want to make it anymore. I want something different. So my wife made that comment, but she's not the I love to cook person. She's like, cooking for her is more, it, she's, it's more of a chore. And she's like, I like to try out new recipes, but she's like, a, I looked at, I found a recipe on Pinterest and then it doesn't turn out really good. I'm like, well, Maybe you should look on a food cooking site versus Pinterest, but let's not go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I tend to identify a bunch of different recipes and then I try to find like commonalities between the recipes as I try to come to what I want. So, I was looking, I was flipping through Instagram one time and I saw someone making a meatball sub. And I was like, ah, my kids, they like meat, they like subs. They'll, of course, like a meatball sub. So, I was like, I want to make them a meatball sub. But what I didn't want to do is make a meatball, soak it in a gravy or a sauce, like a tomato sauce, because I feel that sometimes what you get with those meatballs, they get overcooked because they're transferring the juices from inside the meatball into the sauce. So the sauce is very flavorful, but the meatballs are dry. So I wanted to figure out how can I make a really good meatball. Now, I absolutely know the direction I'm going is a smoked meatball, but I was like, I want to start off with doing a meatball the traditional way so that I can... So I know that if I get into the smoked meatball, whether or not I'm getting the same desired texture I want, the taste that the kids would want when they find it tr- from a traditional standpoint into a barbecue standpoint. So for my first uh, attempt at it, I really started off with let me do traditional cooking. I started off with the oven and then I transitioned in. I know Chris, you went off the deep end, you went right into smoking, which is again, mm-hmm. we, we both approach it from two different means. Um, but I think the end result for us both were pretty good. So with my first attempt, um, at least the two common themes that I find that everybody does in meatballs is at least pork and, uh, some type of a beef, whether it be a ground brisket, a ground chuck, whatever it is, it, beef and meat and uh, and pork are the two things that are tend to be combined together to make uh, traditional meatballs. However, every once in a while, and I'm about to piss off a lot of people here. Uh, actually, no, these are meat eaters. You guys are going to get bad. Veal is the other thing that tends to get substituted, and I know that some people have varying opinions on. I'll never eat veal b- because of obvious reasons uh but i said all right i'm gonna give it a shot i'll i'll add in i think i did a half a pound of veal actually i did it was a fifth it was a 30 33 a third 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 blend of our veal
2: yep what was the other third uh chuck chuck and then final and then pork and And through your research is chuck typical is like like is that a typical base for meatballs typically or they it's just ground ground just go grab ground it's beef
0: typically ground beef uh so and for most people they just go and buy chuck because they're just going to go buy hamburger meat and move on with that so and i know we'll be talking about our new hamburger blend in a later episode i yeah. d- specifically did not want to use that because i want to say let me just start off with chuck because then i introduce a whole new world of i don't i don't knows into the <sighs> equation so the veal obviously was designed to, you know, give a, a bit more of a ramp up and a, 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 a peak in that that flavor profile that you're getting. Um, and, you, you know, the pork adds uh, an additional complexity to the flavor. But yeah, sweetness. what I like, yeah, what I found in a lot of the research, it, it, people vary on how they want to create a binder. Like, which is kind of funny because you're like, if you take all that meat and you squeeze it together, it's going to – it typically is going to hold but you do need a binder and you need a fat introduction so for introducing fat into my meatball i actually went with um well in addition to uh parmesan cheese i actually went with ricotta cheese so some people will say we'll use milk like so you can use like bread as a binder and milk with bread. And you kind of boost those two things up together. But I said, all right, I'm going to do ricotta cheese. Cause again, I was going a bit more on the side of Italian uh, style meatballs. So okay. adding that ricotta cheese was in typically for me was in favor of adding milk and added a lot of richness to the meatballs. So when my I first made my meatballs, they actually, I was, I was really concerned because I was like, Oh my God, these things are so pale, like white, uh, like, because the, the meat has one flavor, one tone to it. But then, after you add all the seasoning and stuff like that, they're still the same tone. And then you add the ricotta cheese, and you're like, oh my God, I thought I screwed it up, to be perfectly honest. Um, mm. But I mixed them together. And I made meatballs out of them. So that, the first thing I had to get through over was the color that it created. The other thing was not, uh, was a, a really typical thing is not overworking the meat. So what
2: yeah.
0: you typically want to do something.
2: You should do with burgers as well, right? You want to, you yeah. want it to stay together, but you don't want it to be so compact that you mess up the, uh, the, the bite, and yeah. the uh, cooking of it. It'll cook uneven.
0: So if if I had this to, if so, I, the first attempt was to I had to blend this all together by hand because I'm, I have veal, I have chuck, and I have pork. They're all pre-ground for me which, yes, uh, it's a sin that I didn't grind the meat myself. But if I were able to grind it myself, I could have ground the meat the first pass through, seasoned the meat, got everything else mixed in together, and then pushed it back through the grinder. So everything was already blended for me. And now I'm just making meatballs, which means I wouldn't have really overworked my meat because typically you try to run through a double grind for any meat anyway. So that second grind Mm -hmm. of adding all those seasonings, the ricotta cheese, everything, so that all sort of flows through together, I'm now just scooping and making meatballs, which means I know that I can get things that are not overly compacted. So that was the first challenge was how do I combine three meats together, the seasonings together, the ricotta cheese, the Parmesan cheese, and not overwork it. Um, it, it really is hard because you want to make sure that every meatball has a combination of all those things. The ricotta cheese, to be fair… You could lay all the meat out and just spread the ricotta cheese easily over that. You could even sprinkle the Parmesan, but to get those things to sort of fold together is where I think the hard part gets in so that you don't feel like you're getting layers. Um, so I, I kind of went with more of a, rather than like a hand squeezing on the meat, I did more of a, trying to, trying to scoop and fold all the things together so that the meat didn't get too overworked. And I think mm-hmm. at least it came out successfully. Uh, I baked them in the oven for, at, uh, I think it was 425 for it's about anywhere between 13 to 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah, it was super yeah. fast uh, uh, baking. Um, so you and didn't then,
2: sear them off first.
0: So that was the real question. Did I want to put that texture on them to sear them up so that they had that bite on it? Uh, and I, I had opted, the same
2: wrestle with the same thing as well. So go ahead.
0: Yeah. I opted not to go with that. And I do regret that for some reason. Cause when you add all of that additional, uh, fat that I add in there that's adding moisture and we have mm-hmm. that moisture uh that transfers that when they're cooking in the oven that moisture is slowly leaking out so you have to right. yeah you actually have to elevate on a rack so that they just don't sit in a soupiness and uh and while they're cooking which I oh so you didn't during. rack yours well, I learned during the cooking process, get those things on a rack. <laughs> so <laughs> in the middle of the cook process, I essentially grabbed one of my pans that had a rack in it, threw, threw it on a rack, switched them over to the pan with the rack. Cause I just looked in, I was like, Oh my gosh, just wait, you know, there's liquid is producing in this pan. I know this is going south. And that was like almost like three minutes into my cook. I realized that I made a stupid faux pas. So I switched it over to a rack pan so that the, all the real heavy moisture actually flowed out in it, which I was able to use that. Cause I then took that moisture that came out of the meatballs and drained it into the pan, put it into a fat separator, got the fat out of there, got the juices. And then I added those in actually into my, my, the sauce that I made for the meatballs and cheese. And that actually worked out really well. So the nice. real, the real so testament
2: for me is, Oh God. So, so you didn't cook to a temperature. Um, you just, eyeballed I did, it. I did.
0: I I still checked that they were... Oh, you were, did temp them? Yeah, I did temp uh, in the middle. So I was shooting for them to get around around the 155 mark because I knew that the cook over, once I pulled them off, they'd still cook a little bit. So about 155, mm. 156, I pulled them and their final temp when they were done cooking was actually at 160. So I did get my meatballs to register 160. I, I did not take my meatballs and lay them into a sauce. My meatballs stayed absolutely independent of my sauce. Um until my sauce hit room temperature. So once my meatballs and sauce were at room temperature, I then put the meatballs inside the sauce
2: and then proceeded to make meatballs and cheese for the kids. Um, okay, so and, hold on. I want to just touch on that temperature cook real quick. So you had pork in there. Pork cook temp is 165. Yeah. Um, veal is, you know, young calf. So that would have the same as any beef product. Yeah, uh, And then, of course, then you had the chuck, which would... Be 165 as well. Uh, I'm sorry, would be beef, so anywhere between 125 on up. So yeah, so that was probably a solid uh uh a temperature to go for 165 because you're really more concerned with cooking off the the yeah. pork than and, and, anything else. So yeah, to be fair, they do
0: say the safe internal cook temperature on pork is actually 145, not 165. Hmm. I I, I know. <laughs> There's a religious argument on this one, but it is it, it is a safe cook temperature. Is 145 on pork? Okay. But many people, when they look at when they know you have something with pork, if they see that pinkness in pork, they're like, "It's not cooked, dude. Like that thing needs to be uh, uh-uh, uh I don't want rare pork." So that's why I went with 165.
2: It's enough where
1: I
0: didn't so, feel like I was.
2: To be clear, okay. So I, I knew I knew there was a nuance there. So ground pork, okay, 165. pieces of pork, like uh like a you know like a uh you know like a big chunk of it 145
0: okay all right you what what search engine are you using to look up your data because i'm looking and it says u.s department of agriculture 160
2: yeah uh well no you initially said 145 right
0: yeah 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 because i did not look i did not add the word ground in there but regardless um no one, no one got ill.
1: <laughs> <So> whatever, <laughs> well, you,
2: you ended up at 165 anyway, so you're fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: Whatever I did, yeah. I think we were, we were safe on the cook. Um, yeah. So, so to, fin- fine at yeah, to w- finish off the sandwiches, um, I actually made my own um, garlic, a uh, roasted garlic butter. So I roasted a head of garlic. I then pureed that down. I made garlic butter. I then took the, uh, Uh, fresh baked bread, put it into uh, the toaster, toasted it, then spread it with the garlic butter, a tiny bit of uh, uh, Parmesan uh, cheese. And I will be very clear, I did do the, I think it's AOP, Parmesan Reggiano, however you say it, if I'm getting it correctly, not just Parmesan cheese. So if, if it just says Parmesan in the U.S., it means Parmesan from anywhere versus if you uh reggiano it's italian cheese uh but i did oh go so you it. went all the way out yeah i did it, 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 to be fair, i mean like you can borrow parmesan cheese for uh like five six bucks for a pound of, uh, almost a pound of it and if you put reggiano on it you take that and divide it by four and that's what you get for the same amount for at least the same amount of <laughs> money actually probably double the money it's ridiculously expensive but i was like eh, yeah you but know, there's I'm a clear
2: taste difference too though
0: There, there is, but I would probably say for for most palettes, most people probably would never notice the difference. They see Parmesan, they're like, "I'm ready to go with that." I didn't realize that there was this subtlety within uh, Parmesan cheeses. Um, So I sprinkled it a little bit with my garlic butter, a little bit with the Parmesan. My garlic butter was on point. Toasted the bread was re-toasted then again, just Mm -hmm. to sort of crisp it up, melt the cheese a little bit. Then I put the meat meatballs on top, a little bit of the gravy or
2: sauce on top of those. And, and then, just to reiterate, hungry. you made the bread yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. I like okay. And bread.
2: are you cooking your bread in the oven or are you, do you have a bread cooker? Uh, oven. Okay. Because, you, yeah. you know, there's bread cookers. Out. How come you never got a bread cooker? I have one. Oh, which one?
0: Uh, dude, I got that 22 years ago when I got married.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, obviously, it's not I mean, that you, big a deal because you prefer to use the oven, I guess. Yeah. Cause you don't break yeah, because
0: you, you get a lot more a lot more options when you're because you're making breads of all different shapes and sizes and stuff like that. So it's just, and honestly, I don't need something to knead bread and do all that stuff. I can put it in with my dough hook, knead the bread. Then I have to, then there's like multiple rides I have to do out of bread. If you're doing sourdoughs, you're talking days of making a a piece of bread. So I just, I do it the way I want. I'll just start my bread and make my bread from start to scratch. And then you can score it. You can get everything done the way you really want to do it. And again, again, I enjoy the part of the cooking process. So if I know that a couple days ahead of time, I have to pep to make fresh baked bread. There's literally nothing wrong with going to your local supermarket and just buying hoagie rolls. But yeah, I wanted to try something different. So I'll start from scratch on that. I actually just, just did some pizzas. Oh my gosh. I finally found a dough recipe for pizza. We'll get into that. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, after the bread came out, put the meatballs on it, put a little bit of gravy on that, then put some um, sharp parmesan or um, provolone cheese over top of those, put them back in for their final toasting.
2: I did not have any meatballs to, uh, left after the end of the night. And I made. Well, you have one. My my young fella, one of your sons, He he's uh, your youngest son. He is a meat eater. I love that boy to death. And that's why, like, yeah. even, you know, and, you know, on a future episode, we'll be talking about the burgers we made, but I wanted to pull on the side and show him, like, real grill worker technique as to how. I, I want mean, to show I'm, him I, I do- his
0: father cannot. <laughs> 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 I would sit there, as you're teaching you how to make a burger, I'm like, literally, you think I've never done this, but why don't you roll head that's fine it was hilarious. i know i know you showed
2: him how to make a burger but i know you did not give him the nuances that i could yeah. give him there's just no way because you you know you never worked out on a grill yeah um, i know even you showed him a, just not the right way <laughs> i know you didn't show him all the little tips and tricks that i was giving him and yeah, i know he to actually him. really
0: appreciated it so it was good
2: yeah, but yeah, well, here's how I know that he was missing some technique when it comes to making burgers because I was looking all over your kitchen for a real spatula, a, a burger oh, spatula, come on. <laughs> and I had never been so embarrassed in my life. I was <laughs> like, uh, "Is there a burger spatula in here somewhere?" <laughs> so, for everybody listening, let's 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 clear this
0: up. So, everybody has spatulas they use in their kitchen, and many spatulas have slatted holes in them, and I have, oh, uh, I had one, and there were slatted holes, and then
2: I had one that's a very flexible uh, spatula that mainly I a use nylon, when I'm fish. Uh, no silicone. Is it? Is it yeah. Is a it, it nylon? It's nylon, right? Nylon yeah. spatula. Yeah.
0: So I mainly use it when I'm uh, flipping like uh, uh, um, eggs, uh, eggs, yeah, omelets, things like that. That where I need to get a lot of a spatula under a little bit of food. But Chris wanted a metal spatula that had no slotted holes. Because I even said, what about this one? And it's it was metal, but it had the slotted holes. I need a proper spatula. I was like, and "Uh." And I forgot your, that I one. If your one, kids wasn't there with a the grill. short
2: across the room, <laughs> which is what I wanted. <laughs> I knew I you had one, that, one. I just, because because you had ordered it. We had talked about it on an episode. Before. Yeah, and so I was like,
0: was I don't like, know where the hell I put this thing. And I forgot that I have a separate container that has all my grilling seasoning in it. And there it was. So I was like, all right, of course, the... I think it was after you left. I, fa- I saw it and I was like, son of a biscuit eater. So I then he sent to a picture to of and I-
2: it. I was like, good. I shamed him into finding his real spatula. I was like, cause how are you going to make a, uh, a, a smash burger with a spatula that says flimsy as a piece of paper? You can't. So, you know, anyway, that was just a fun side note of, of, of cooking that day. But yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I so, came
0: out with about 30, I, I came out with 30 meatballs and the way I, the, the last piece, because I know we want to talk about your meatballs because you went, a, you went a slightly different route on the smoker. Um, The way yeah. I judge the size of my meatballs um, is I went with something that when I took my, my pointer finger and my thumb and kind of just about get them to point where they're going to touch, that's my, the size of my meatballs.
2: Yeah so and, generally you you shoot for the size of a golf ball that uh yeah, is what this th- and that's
0: what it worked out to be at that point just before my my fingers touch maybe like a less than a quarter of an inch away it's about the size of a golf ball and that's what i went for for uh the size of each one of my meatballs and they they worked out well but so i heard i heard they were juicy succulent and um everyone in the household had multiple meatball and cheese subs which was that's excellent,
2: excellent. They looked, they looked good. So, um, so I actually took a slightly different route. I went all in on the smoker. And, uh, what I had been contemplating, uh, since we had been discussing this was do I want to create a texture first and then put them on the smoker? Do I want to reverse air them where I smoke them first and then Create a texture on the on top of that um, by and when I, by texture, you know, I'm I'm just talking about the the grilling and the caramelization process that would occur on the outside at a high heat. Um, so I decided, well, you know what? Let's let's get a solid baseline first. Um, and so what we'll, what I decided to do is I'm just going to smoke them off and then see what texture is on there, um, what juiciness and all of that jazz comes with that. So. Obviously with this, with the smoker route, I was not able to cook them at a super high heat, you know, so I shot for like a a, a 285, uh, Tim, I figured that would, and I put it on my bottom rack, which is closest to where the heat comes into the cook chamber where I tend to get a, um, a better outside. Um, so like well, I do my wings there, I do my chickens there. And, and so I decided to do meatballs there as well. Um, so that was the first part of it. The second part of it was I did not go the route of adding pork, uh, on this first run. I want, again, I was trying to s- create a baseline. Um, so I just went with a blend, uh, a, a blend of meat that we had ground up and, uh, put those in the, into in meatballs. Now the third part was consideration. It was obviously because it was going on the smoker and it was going on at a lower temperature. What you want is you want to make sure that whatever you're smoking is going to hold up to, you know, a fairly higher heat, but an extended period of time. So what that means is, you know, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to um make a like a more sizable meatball that could hold up to that longer cook temp. Or did I want to just make them traditional size? So what became the determining factor was as I was mixing up the meatballs, uh, my daughter came in and she was like, uh, what is that? And I was like, yeah, I'm making meatballs. She was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, seriously. She goes, I can't tell if you're joking, but if those are meatballs, those are way too big. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll break them in half. So just because baby girl was like, yeah, those are too big, um, I, I I made a more uh, traditional golf ball size. Uh, actually, slightly larger than a golf ball size. It's probably a golf ball and a half is what I actually ended up going with. Now, so for me, when I had done the smoked meatloaf, one of the things I wanted to do was find an alternative binder to the egg. And so we're rod went with the ricotta cheese, I was going to mimic what I had done with the meatloaf, which was to use applesauce. Uh, I really enjoyed the texture out of that um, that I that I had gotten last time. And um, so when I opened my refrigerator and I was like, I wanted to cook off this, uh, this meat, uh, I looked in my uh, applesauce, even though it was supposed to expire in October, it did not look great. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going with that. So I tossed that out. And I, and I had watched a few videos on making meatballs and I had come across one by the great, uh, Gordon Ramsay, who did not use a binder in his meatballs at all. He did use breadcrumbs, but, um, he used a different technique to mix up the breadcrumbs, which I followed, which was he took his breadcrumbs and he actually mixed it with the uh, milk, um, beforehand into a separate container. Then he dropped that puffed up uh breadcrumbs into the mix so he said that creates a lighter mix and um so i said okay i'll, I'll go with that i went with the panko breadcrumbs rod did the same thing um and i mixed up uh i actually mixed it up with half and half because i didn't have any milk on hand and i didn't feel like running the store um so i just took a bowl took out a bunch of uh uh, the breadcrumbs mixed that in there. And then, so now it came to determining the seasonings for the meatballs for me. And I said, if this is going to be a barbecue meatball, then I've got to go with barbecue rubs. Um, so I, I definitely went with, um, a dried, uh, uh, onions. I went with dried garlics, uh, uh and, um, mixed that in, uh, put that in the ground beef. And then I grabbed, um, the, one of the rubs that we had, uh, enjoyed last year, which was the Kansas city all purpose barbecue rub. And this is one that I've was, I, I purchased from, um, uh, Mason Dixon and I heavily dropped that in there. And then the other thing that I dropped in there was to give it a little, a little kick. Um, so I grabbed, dropped some red, uh, smoked, uh, red pepper mix from, um, God, who's the company I ordered those peppers from? Do you remember Rod? Um or i got the the uh, batch of of uh, hot Blake. peppers,
0: yeah, I know what you're talking about i yeah I, 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 see the bottle, but I don't remember it
2: yeah so um i i i love every opportunity i get to to um um uh, flat iron flat iron flat iron peppers um pepper um they make some great um uh different types of uh uh or blends of uh of red peppers. And, uh, so I used the, the flat iron ones and they had one that was, uh, uh, made up of like, uh, chilies that were smoked first. So like some ancho chili smoked and, uh, and so I used that blend in, in the mix as well. So, uh, much like Rod, <clears throat> I did not want to overwork the meat. Uh, so I definitely, um, you know, did it by hand, mixed up the, made the balls, um, and then, uh, but you didn't add pork a, to yours. You said you just went with uh, <clears throat> with beef, went, of beef products. Okay. Yeah, I just went with all beef products. And then, um, so now, so let's talk about. Uh, so last year, I talked about how I had purchased a bunch of uh, trays with a bunch of racks, and um, so I. I kind of accidentally stumbled on putting them on there because um because I was putting them in the smoker, I knew I wasn't ha- going to have to worry too much about um you know the 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 meatballs just cooking in uh, and getting uh the outside texture off because you know I there were going to be the the that oil would be dripping in, into the smoker and not sitting on the meatballs. But I actually Like have really started to take on uh, using racks uh, with and and trays uh, just because I like the idea of of having like a much uh, uh, a a more control over, you know, grabbing the the food and taking it out and not having to worry about it uh, sticking too much, especially like when I do wings and uh, smaller, smaller things like that. Um. So sometimes you know you you you'll get it where it gets stuck on the rack. Um. And so I just want to, and it's easier to transport. Um. And, and take on and off. I didn't want to have to take them all, put them all on individually, and then, um, and then take them all off individually. Yeah. So, it's nice when you just lift the tray, of the rack right out and move on. And that, and that was it. So now the other. Aspect of doing the uh, smoke meatballs was the fact that I said, let me treat them a bit like uh, burnt ends. Um, cause if I'm, I figured that would, that would probably be the move. So what, what does that mean? So, um, I smoked them directly on the rack first with, you know, heavily seasoned and, and with a little kick to them. And I let that go for about an hour and essentially much like we've talked about before i did 285 okay and so so much like we've talked about many times on this show i i really kind of just smoked it to a to a color and uh once they started to get a nice dark outside and they had and and they they had actually developed a nice uh texture uh, a bark on the outside of the meatballs that's when i felt like we were ready to be panned so what I did was I took the meatballs off. I put the um I put them in a pan and then what I did was I mixed up some uh beef broth and uh poured that over top of the meatballs and then I added barbecue sauce in in with the meatballs and then I painted all the meatballs as well. So that way each meatball had like a nice coat on top. Plus, they were able to cook down into the sauce. Now, what I did was, much like I would do with burnt ends, I recovered the pan or I covered the pan that they were in and I put those back in the smoker for about an hour. Um, I had to step outside to get my daughter to uh, finish the last steps of it. But essentially, um, after that hour was up, I had her remove the foil from the top and then let it go for another 10 minutes in the smoker just to kind of firm back up the tops of those uh, meatballs and then had her take those out and remove them from the smoke. So essentially combination of what Rod did, but also a combination of what we would do from a barbecue standpoint. Go ahead. Now, did you, did you find like, cause I know you said you use the uh,
0: flat iron peppers in your uh, meatballs. Did they just add a little kick or was it like for, I'll say for someone who has a baby mouth, Uh, Was it like, oh, my gosh, these are hot or was it like, nope, just just enough of that heat where you taste on the back of the palate, but not that it changes like the I I can eat one or two of these and I need to down a thing of milk or something like that?
2: No, I just added a nice heat note on the back end. I was I I didn't use a ton of the peppers, especially their dark and smoky one. It's not their ancho chipotle and uh, habanero. So there's not a ton of heat in there um okay. now i'm speaking from a person that you know likes jerk and hot, hotter foods um but to me my daughter ate it she loved it um my wife did not try it yet um because she's been uh on a uh, going on she went on a diet so she's really watching what she's eating um so that would be the real note because my daughter can actually handle spicier foods than my wife um but uh f- far as from my perspective um, they weren't, they, they had a nice amount of heat on the back end. So you chewed it, you enjoyed all the flavors because the, the barbecue rub, um, that I used really gave those meatballs a nice pop right out of the gate. Not to mention, and I, and anytime I'm smoking something new and I'm going with the sauce, I always start with Sweet Baby Rays. Sweet Baby Rays, I, I think everybody likes and I use it as a baseline barbecue sauce. The next time I do it, I'll step up and grab because you know, um, mason dixon carries a ton of uh, barbecue sauces that i really like um <clears throat> so i'll step yeah, every time up i come it,
0: to your house there's a new barbecue sauce on
2: your desk that you're like what taste this, you know what i do is i'll this. go there and i grab a bunch of different sauces and i just i just want to try every different one because not only am i looking for a um a sauce that i like on its own but b i kind of think about well if i take this sauce and this sauce and mix them together I could have something really, really good. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of use it, do it from two perspectives.
0: So oddly enough, you and I both went there, and uh, they accidentally, in one of their orders, they actually got um, a seasoning called Blue Ho- uh, Blue's Hog. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, hey, you know, like I was buying some well, They stuff, ordered like from so
2: Blue's Hog, but it was just this particular uh, kind uh, of season, blend. Yeah. what was, uh, was an accident.
0: Uh, and it was called Blue Hog's uh, Rodeo Rub. And he's yep. like, D- you know, you, you want to give it a shot because they were, and they were, they weren't. It wasn't expensive. It was like, actually, probably one of the cheapest rubs I bought in a long time. Right. I was like, yeah, you know what? You got some. I'll um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It is actually one of my kids' favorite. It was really um, they, good. They, they, they use it on burgers now, and yeah, um, I'm a little concerned because the bottle's getting low, and uh, they were like, it was an. I was like. Why was this an accidental order? <laughs> <laughs> right. you should yeah, have no, it was. In stock.
2: It was really, really good. I didn't use it for the meatballs. Like, um, I I stuck with what what I was using with the with the base. Um, I did use a a bit of the AP as well. Um, to start with, but then yeah, the the um, this Kansas City uh, all purpose rub. This is this is leftover from when we did the all purpose rub off, where yep. we ch- we tested a bunch of different APs. And, uh, this one yeah. is really, I still like this one, um, a lot. So I still have some left and I've been putting it on a lot of different things. So, so in the end, I got a nice caramelization of the barbecue sauce on top of the meatballs, which was awesome. Um, I had great flavor from the Kansas City rub. I had a nice little kick on the back end, uh, from the, uh from from the, the the chili peppers that I added to it. All in all, man, this is a really enjoyable thing. Now what would I do differently? I probably would go a little bit more on the um <clears throat> on the uh on, on the broth. I, I think I probably could have added some more and give it give it like a let it cook down in more of a sauce. Um that that I I, I will do next time. The other thing I would probably do is I I gotta try it with the applesauce. I was happy with the bind that I got on the meatballs; they stuck together very well. Um, um, but I I would still like to see what I what it, what it would be like with the uh applesauce in there as well, um okay. as 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 an additional binder. So those are two things I would change. I think I would stick with the temperature for sure. You said um, you, you, at, sorry. You did say you use milk, correct? I I use half and half, so yeah. So half half. so what I would do in lieu of using half and half, I would pre mix. Yeah, yeah, I would pre mix the breadcrumbs in the applesauce, and then I would mix that together into the meat. And then I think the next time I do it, I probably will add some pork to the blend. And uh, well, I'll probably go with re- traditional, just regular ground beef, and then add some pork to it, and then see what I see. See how it comes back uh, with that. Uh, this time around. And then what I did was <laughs> I actually a, surveyed a bunch of friends as a side for it. And I, they just was like, yo, you got to do that with just some regular white rice. And so I just threw some in the uh, rice cooker. And, uh, yeah, they were right. It was the perfect compliment to, to these, uh, you know, sweet, spicy, savory meatballs, smoked meatballs and the smoke flavor. Man, it, it really came out in, in the meatballs. I'm, I, I was very, say, very yeah. happy with that. Very happy. I was wor- I mean, t- typically, you know, I don't have problem getting smoke on food, but some foods, you know, because you cook them for a short period of time, um, may not uptake very well. They're uh, small enough man, that they should absorb a lot. Yeah, they um, they they really took it in. I was really really happy with the smoke flavor. Even like reheating it, you're like, yeah. And the funny thing is, like, you know, my mom, I gave some to my mom, and she was like, oh, this is really nice. You know, she really enjoyed. The, uh the sweet and the heat uh from the meatballs and uh so I've given it to her and she's a super picky eater very light eater and two nights in a row she's absolutely destroyed them so i'm de and I like the fact that it's uh you know already pre you know portion size so it's not uh very large so for folks that's watching their figures and stuff it's it's really cool um I would love to make a sub out of it uh, as well so this is definitely a, a path that uh you know that uh, I'm going to continue to explore explore because if anybody you know folks that's listening to this show they know we love doing smoked finger foods you know the 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 sliders the meatballs the you know I could definitely see us doing some meatball sliders uh, smoked meatball sliders next um I could definitely see uh just you know doing uh, some meatballs in a in a yeah you know you where know, well, our wives do both make uh meatball appetizers that you know that you just traditionally put in the crock pot and and people just grab some out um that's a very popular thing in our, in our circles um but you know, doing a version with smoked meatballs what I think would be super dope as well yep I would agree
0: well, I am definitely happy that you had a successful out with the meatballs. I know that my next chance was just will be very similar to how I seasoned and put everything together for the meatball. But I am going to try to do that still on a smoker this time so that I can add that a bit of a smoke flavor into the meatballs. But the same goal will be to transition them into a meatball and cheese sub. And then the next time I do them will be more of a traditional barbecue meatball. So, and then I can see that as I start to make the changes, because I probably wouldn't put so much ricotta cheese and, um, and uh a parmesan cheese into something that i would be putting per se as a barbecue meatball because i think that's leaning more on the italian side um but yeah i'm excited to give another shot to meatballs and it's again i just thought like eh, it's gotta be this is definitely worth sh- just shout out and trying to do and I, I do like your approach where you went with a uh, barbecue sauce uh meatball i think that was pretty awesome
2: yeah really really good all right, folks, we're back for another season. We got some really cool things lined up uh, for this uh, season. Uh, we can't wait. Uh, some cool conversations, some cool ideas we want to mess around with. But by all means, if there's a sauce or a rub or device you want us to check out uh, for you, you don't want to pull the trigger, go ahead and send us a message on, on the Discord. Say, hey, if you guys could test this out for me, let me know what you think of it. Uh by all means, uh, hit us up. We are happy to, uh, mess around with those things as long as it's not like a you know, $5,000 smoker, like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, uh, other than that, uh, definitely looking to do, uh, get some more, uh, we'll probably definitely have, uh, uh, Chandra back on. She's been doing some really, really big things and, um, and, and hanging out with some other, uh, uh awesome pit masters too. So yeah, I'm excited to have her on. I'm, I'm just just rap with her about uh, some of the things she's been getting into um, as well so yeah we definitely have some cool guests uh, lined up for this uh, season so uh, until the next episode and next week uh, we're back and uh, you know we'll talk to you guys later see you in the discord and online uh, alright pitmasters go like your smokers and we'll catch you later be out peace, peace.